Your Marriage's Emotional Bank Account, Episode 39. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Hey everyone, how are you this week? Welcome to Awaken You. So today I am going to start with sharing how my one-on-one coaching program, Awaken You, helps you in your marriage. Because many are confused about how focusing inward on ourselves can get them from dissatisfied in their marriage to satisfied. If you're like most of my clients and how I was before I did all the work that I have done on my marital relationship, we're looking at our partners to change. We're looking at them and that they're the problem. They need to change so that we can finally have the relationship that we want. And you know what? (laughs) That does not work. For any of you trying to do that and it's working, let me know how that's working. Still, we hold ourselves in a strategically weak position until we can look inside of ourselves, find clarity around what we are really dissatisfied with, which is a whole bunch of stuff about ourselves. So that's why we're cleaning up our insides. And we hold ourselves in a position where we don't try anything new. We keep ourselves small, thinking several different things, right? Thinking everything is good just as it is. We ignore those dissatisfactions that we're we're feeling, the craving for something different, Everything is fine. I'm just going to think my gratitude thoughts and it's all fine. We let go of the thought that we should be happy or we think we should be happy, right? Or we keep ourselves angry and stressed out about something that appears to maybe be out of control or we're just bored with it. We're going to ignore it, pretend it's not happening and, you know, get our pleasure somewhere else outside of the relationship, we make it unsolvable. That was my life, right? Until I was just like, you know what? I am done with this. I am going to figure this out. And many, many years later, I'm still figuring it out because I want it to be better. I still want something different. And that's okay. It's not that I don't love where I'm at. I totally do love where I'm at. And I want something more. What we are is we are in the middle of a big tangled mess where we can't see any other options except feeling awful, 
For sure. That's just the short explanation. And the reason I went there in the beginning of this episode is because we are starting the Marital Magic six-week course this week. Like the warm-up week has kicked off. That's what this week is, is the warm-up week, which means that we're getting to know each other inside of the group. And we would love for you to join us. We officially start this coming Saturday. So yes, there's still time for you to join. This course is designed to help you look at why you're dissatisfied and uninspired in your marriage. And then it is going to help you courageously go after what you want. And nothing is too small. Like I said, if you're actually happy in your relationship, but you want something different, join us. Let's do it. I hope you will. This week, what I have for you on the episode is a continuation of those benefits of that six-second kiss, which I shared a few episodes back, episode 35, the six-second kiss paralysis. Today, we are going to focus on your marriage's emotional bank account. So when I found out about the emotional bank account concept, there was some shame and guilt that came up for me when I realized that I hadn't been making deposits into my emotional bank account in my relationship with Jeff. I work really hard at recognizing shame, uncovering it, exposing it, and not making it mean that there's something wrong with me. It just means that I wasn't making deposits and we were taking a lot of withdrawals. No big deal. Just like the times when I've had a lot of debt in my life and I've paid it all off. It is no big deal. It is doable. So when you find out about what a relationship emotional bank account is, if you discover that you have not been making deposits, don't make it a big deal, all right? No guilt. You could say you're doing it wrong or you could say you didn't know any different, all right? So how is that? So what I'm gonna talk about today is what an emotional bank account is how deposits are not at all equal to withdrawals. Then I'm going to share examples of what emotional withdrawals would be and what emotional deposits look like, including, you guessed it, the six-second kiss. It's definitely a deposit. Your marriage's emotional bank account. And you can use this with any relationship for sure. If you think about friends or family members, how you're treating that relationship in the bank account. Do you want to be making more deposits? Okay, wait, slow down, Chris. Let's let's tell everybody what the emotional bank account is. Dr. Stephen Covey, who is the author of several books, but in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families, he defines an emotional bank account as one's relationship with another. 
And what he says is that by proactively doing things that build trust in a relationship, one makes deposits. And then the opposite of that, by reactively doing things that decrease trust, one makes withdrawals. And the current balance of the emotional bank account will determine how well two people can communicate and problem solve together. Through Covey's explanation, we can deduce that if we struggle to communicate with our partner, we might want to question whether we need to make more deposits. That I love because so many of us want better communication, but are we actually making daily deposits into our relationship bank account? Deposits or acts of kindness, honesty, courtesy, integrity, and love build our relationship, right? It strengthens our relationship while acts of cruelty, disrespect, criticism, betrayal, they are all withdrawals that weaken our relationship. Let's look at the difference in the weight of a deposit versus a withdrawal. So deposits are small, consistent, positive interactions. While, of course, negative interactions are withdrawals and deep Depending upon the type of negative interaction, you would have a different size withdrawal, right? And any negative interaction is going to take emotional deposits out of your bank account. Or if there's no deposits, if you have a negative balance, it's just going to keep growing that negative balance. Negative interactions are sort of like paying a penalty when you make a withdrawal from your financial bank account. Too many negative interactions can very quickly wipe out a positive emotional balance. And if you think about your relationship, you can think about how in the beginning you were making a lot of positive deposits, positive interactions. And very infrequently did you have arguments or negative interactions. But then as you went on and you stopped making deposits, you stopped having positive interactions, noticing the pattern that when that starts to happen, negative interactions increase, which kind of escalates and builds up that debt in your emotional bank account. By the time most of my clients come to me, they have created a large deficit in their marital emotional bank account. And again, no shame. Recognizing where you are is the beginning, that awareness that I always talk about. And so now what can I do about it? Just like eliminating financial debt, is often through taking small steps daily, right? Whether it be putting a little bit of money away every day 
and avoiding spending, avoiding buffering through buying things. The same process is the same process is implemented with building up a positive balance in our emotional bank accounts. So what we have to do is we learn how to make small daily deposits in our marital emotional bank accounts. And that helps us save up for those inevitable negative interactions. And even like with getting out of debt financially, as you build up your emotional savings account, you don't want to deplete it, right? So you might recognize negative interactions coming or fodder for a negative reaction, like low sleep, overworking, other stressful things going on gets us running thin, right? So we can recognize ahead of time, oh, wait, this is setting us up for some negative interactions. I'm going to work on getting more sleep. I'm going to talk to my partner about where I'm at, right? So then the better we get at that daily habit of turning towards our partner and making those positive deposits, it permeates into helping us make deposits even during a conflict. So when we are pulling out our investment, we're actually seeing ourselves get into a conflict or we're seeing ourselves in the middle of a conflict, we pause because we are recognizing, okay, this is going to hit our investment pretty hard. You will have become accustomed to making deposits. So when you start withdrawing, you can be more present with what is happening by listening to your partner, hearing what they're saying, seeing where they might be right, being able to understand where they might be coming from and being curious about what they have to say by encouraging them to tell you more instead of resisting, right? I want to share some examples first of negative interactions or withdrawals. And then I'm going to share some examples of positive interactions or deposits so that you can start recognizing. And really, anything that you do that makes you feel not so great, that is going to be a withdrawal, right? It might be in the beginning when you're used to doing some of these negative interactions and these withdrawals, they're so normal, they don't feel awful. But as you start to switch around, you know, and even with that, some of the positive interactions might not feel all that great. Just like when you're used to spending and then you want to spend and you don't, it might not feel all that great, right? But just know that as you keep working on changing your habits, making deposits instead of withdrawals, it will start to turn around where the negative interactions, like I said, will feel awful and you'll be able to turn towards your partner during them or stop yourself in the middle. And those positive interactions and deposits will start to feel more normal. Some negative interactions would be, think about your conversations. Looking at your phone 
when your partner is talking. Or if you were looking at your phone and they start talking, you don't set it down or you don't say, hey, honey, let me finish this text message or this thing that I'm reading and then let me set my phone and give you all of my attention. Because looking at your phone or actually physically turning away from your partner when they're speaking to you is a negative interaction. So even thinking about, oh, I just turned away, and then correct it and turn towards them and pause. Complaining or nagging. Complaining is often, it becomes normal in many of our lives. And so it is really just the act again of being aware and, oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't mean to do that, but here I am doing it. Talking negatively about your partner to others. So that means like when you're with your girlfriends, if you're talking negatively about your spouse, that is a withdrawal. That really is a withdrawal, being sarcastic. And I know that so many of us have that sarcastic attitude, but really looking at the why. Sarcasm is never necessary. Interrupting them when they're speaking. I'm a big interrupter. I have worked really hard at not interrupting. And I still do it, but just being conscious that that interruption is a withdrawal. Criticizing the way they're doing something, just be curious. You can be totally curious, ignoring them. I do this sometimes. And then I pretend like I wasn't, you know, ignoring. Like I I hear him say something and I, you know, in the moment, I don't want to hear it. And then I might say, oh, I didn't hear. Did you say something? (laughs) Okay, that's a withdrawal diminishing their perspective. That is a withdrawal, not keeping promises. So when you make a promise, make sure that you can follow through with it or just say, no, wait, I don't think I can do that. Avoiding physical closeness outside and inside of sex. Okay, so avoiding sex or just avoiding the physical touch, the holding of the hand. That's a withdrawal. And the last one that I want to share is conditional love. Loving them only when they do the things you want them to do. So let's move on to the positive interactions or the deposits. How about apologizing when you notice yourself doing any of the above? No big deal. You can even talk to your partner about the emotional bank account if you want, or you can do it on your own. But just recognizing, oh yeah, that's me being sarcastic. I am working on that. Sorry. Listening to them when they talk. All right. Setting your phone down, turning towards them, looking in their eyes, noticing them. That's a deposit. Creating, carving out intentional time with them. Maybe time to read together or just sit together and you're reading separately. A walk together, watching a show, making dinner, things that you have to do, folding the clothes, cleaning the house, watching a game or playing a game. Welcome them when they come home. Instead of like dumping all the stress, you know, I'm busy, I've got these things, pause. Hey, honey, welcome home. How are you doing? 
be interested in what they do in their hobbies, in their work. Find ways to laugh together. This is my favorite. I love to laugh. I love to have fun. I love thinking about ways to make people laugh. So take time to understand and know who they are. And if you need help with that, go back to episode 37, where I talk about love maps, what love maps are, and how they are really about getting to know your partner. Discover their love language. Maybe read the five love languages together and together share what your love language is or just figure out if they don't want to read with you. Do your best to figure out what their love language is and take actions to speak it to them, right? So if their love language is touch, then take time to touch them. Another deposit or positive interaction is follow through on those things you promise. So that's why making sure when you say something, you are able to follow through or put a timeline on it, you know, like maybe by the end of the year or, you know, even the maybe is like a discussion about whether you're going to or not. Get clear on what your partner expects. Ask and come to a mutual agreement on how you might be able to fulfill those expectations, knowing that when we set expectations, we don't want to put ourselves in a place where we expect 100% compliance, right? That sets us up for failure. So, But just getting clear on each other's expectations is a deposit. Loving without conditions. Love them for who they are. And like the statement I have said in the past, treat them as though they are there for you to love. And then lastly, that physical closeness, the cuddling, the kissing for no good reason. Well, there's always a good reason for a kiss, but no particular reason. How's that? Hugs. And then, of course, this is where the six-second kiss comes in. So when we've been pulling from our emotional bank account for quite a long time, it's important to recognize that big deposits may not be effective without the everyday small deposits, okay? So like a long vacation with your partner, you know, without arguments, lots of touching, lots of laughs, that is a big deposit. But if you're not implementing small daily deposit, it isn't going to be sufficient to bring your account up to a healthy space and you're not working on the habit of a daily deposit, right? So similar to paying off a big chunk of your financial debt without making changes in your daily saving and spending habits, you know, right? That big chunk of financial debt that you paid off is not going to really make a difference. It's also important to remember to start small. Take action on things that make you feel just a little bit vulnerable. I talk about this a lot. Build up your courage bank, right? By taking small steps of vulnerability. 
every small courageous act of an emotional bank account deposit is going to help you feel more comfortable, more confident with the actions that you want to take. The more courageous and confident you get, the bigger your deposits can get, right? And the less you withdraw when conflict arises. All right, you guys. So if you're interested in doing the work of wiping out your marital emotional debt and want help doing so, then an easy and fun way to start would be by joining my six-week marital magic course, which starts this coming Saturday. Together, let's fall back in love with our spouses. We start this week with a bit of a warm-up and setting of intentions. So join today, right when you're listening to this. But the real work starts this coming week, and I would love to have you join this community of people who are so excited about getting re-inspired to create the marital relationship that they love being a part of. You guys have a fantastic week. I love you all, and I will chat with you next week. Ciao, my loves. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life, we study it, and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you.